Nothing but the best. The official drive with Lloyd Paul. We are coming to you live from Chats with the ABA, celebrating 100 years right here of caring and sharing. And joining me now in our OB van is uh, Mohil Bandulal, um, who's the president of the ABH Council. Good afternoon, Mohil. How are you doing? Often Lloyd, I'm well, thank you. Good to have you here. Enjoy your company for the last few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's an absolute pleasure to be here um, and uh, to have the chance to uh, interact with your listeners. Looking forward to it now for the next few minutes with you, Mohil. Firstly, congratulations on this milestone. How do you feel? Well, Lloyd, I, I guess I feel ecstatic. I feel grateful and uh, at the same time, uh, there's a bit of caution uh, that's intermingled in there. Mm. I think ecstatic because, uh, you know, for any institution, particularly an NGO, to reach uh, such a significant milestone uh, is indeed a fantastic achievement and uh, speaks to the longevity uh, and the hard work that's put into it. So, you know, that's obviously we're very excited and happy about that. and. Uh, uh, grateful because uh, I'm here to be part of it, uh, and uh, it's not often one has that opportunity. But cautious at the same time because, uh, you know, uh, it is on the shoulders of this council and this executive that the next 100 years hopefully is going to be charted. So it's a bit of everything, uh, but uh, I think the undertone is we're very happy. Uh, and we 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 loving this uh, milestone. Now, Mohil, you're the president of the ABH Council. Tell us about the council and what work has been carried out over the past five years. Well, uh, the Orient Benevolent Home Council is the governing body of uh, of the Orient Benevolent Home. Uh, as such, uh, for lack of a better word, they are the board members or the trustees. But essentially, they fulfil the same. Uh, the same criteria. They uh, watch over the home. They make sure that uh, governance uh, is is uh, correct, uh, be it financial, uh, legal, uh, HR, succession planning, uh, risk and risk mitigation. Uh, so essentially, you know, the board attends to that, and we meet at minimum twice, uh, at minimum once every two months. Uh, we interact with the executive of the homes uh, and uh, particularly the CEO. Uh, and many of us within council, in fact, interact on a daily basis, not once, not twice, but more than three times a day with, the, with, with our CEO. Uh, in so far as, uh, you know, the type of work that's been carried out mm -hmm. over the last five years, which uh, is the period uh, that reflects the work uh, or, or the time that this council has been uh, in, in seat. Uh, when, we, we, when we got to the home, we found that the home was just two weeks away from closing down in so far as its cash flow goes. Uh, and at that point, we realized that this home was in deep, deep financial trouble. Right. Uh, a great deal uh, of time, a great deal of effort, many hours, many heartaches, uh, many tears um, and some tears of joy. Five years later, here we are, a much changed organization, one that subscribes to the King uh, uh, Code of Governance, 
that at any point in time, at uh, and any day of the week, I can call for a cash flow statement, and I know, and I know precisely what we have in the bank and how far we can go. Uh, a significant upgrade to uh, the all of our facilities. What we found was a home that had not been maintained because there was pressure on cash flow. Mm. Understandable. So we've played a significant amount of catch-up. But most importantly, I think, uh, there's been a significant change in our staff over the last five years uh, with the focus on serving in its truest form, with uh, doing it with love, with empathy, with joy and with dignity. So the, far, the past five years has uh, represented great strides for the home, uh, for the home's management, uh, for the home's activities, for the home's growth, and uh, for the home's general well-being. Now, Mohil, most people, right, are familiar with the ABH in Chatsworth, but you have several other branches as well. Tell us a bit about this. Oh, yes. Uh, you know, over the, well, 100 years, it has a lovely ring to it now. Yeah. <laughs> over the last 100 years, uh, the ABH in many respects has been at the forefront of, uh, of social welfare and uh, at times social justice and uh, obviously has attracted its, uh, its, its share of supporters. And many of those supporters have in time uh, donated uh, property to the home to be used by the home. So, for instance, uh, you know, we have our home in Kaoteng, which is our children's home that has 44 children. Uh, it is overseen by one of our council members who is chair of the Kaoteng branch of the ABH, Mr. Hiralal Sunath, and Mr. Sunath oversees that facility. Uh, we have our Glencoe home that has, has close on to 40 residents. That's also overseen by a council member, Mr. Naveen Rajkumar. And we have the home in Amzinto, which has a much smaller complement uh, of around 10 people. And we have an Amzinto committee taking care of that. And we also have Clayton Gardens, which is an independent living facility, which, dare I say, is uh, pretty well known in its own right. It's uh, 27 minutes after four on the official drive. We're chatting to President of the ABH Council, Mohil Bandulal, right here, coming to you live from the ABH in uh, Chatsworth. Now, Mohil, um, we spoke to the CEO about this earlier, but for those who may have missed it, um, help us understand the impact of COVID-19 on the activities of the ABH. Certainly I will, but, you know, I'm remiss. We also have a branch in Cape Town, incidentally, ah, right. and we don't have a home there. Right. But the Cape Town branch has uh, got many members and... Uh, they go, go about interacting and helping a similar profile people that we have in our homes. So my apologies to the Cape Town branch chair. Uh, with respect to COVID, it's had an enormous impact on us, uh, Lloyd. Uh, you know, we've uh, very carefully watched our pennies and pounds here in order to make, uh, you know, to make it last as long as possible. But uh, COVID coming, uh, coming along has resulted in significant uh, pressure on our cash flow to the extent that uh, we have an added bill of uh, PPE, uh, which costs us upwards of 100,000 rands per month, mm. uh, something that we had not figured in our, uh, in our cash flow. Uh, we've also had the added stress of um, 
not being in a position to continue to keep our, our homes beds filled at maximum capacity. So in essence, we've had to hold back on new admissions simply because we didn't have the full facility to keep people in quarantine ahead of them being admitted in the, in, into the home. So it had a dual impact insofar as expenses go, additional expenses on PPE, and lower revenue stream um, uh, to keep the coals, uh, you know, to keep the fires burning, so to say. Uh, we've had to close the campus. Obviously, a lot of our residents have had emotional strain, and so have their families, because mm. they haven't been able to interact with them on a more personal level. Our staff have been tremendous, often offering, often offering their own cell phones uh, for our residents to speak to their loved ones and having WhatsApp calls and video facilities which we've instituted at the home. Uh, Mohil, we've got about just uh, two minutes left uh, with you now as we are uh, looking forward to our news headlines and traffic coming through for all our peeps who are just leaving the office on this Friday afternoon. But final question for you, Mohil. Um, what are the future plans and developments in the pipeline that maybe you could share with us and the listeners tuning in across the globe, all you streaming and across the country as a nation? Well, certainly we've, the first future plan is to try and make it to the next 100 years. Uh, and that's going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to take a significant amount, amount of wherewithal. Uh, and one of the way, one of the uh, 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 manners in which we intend addressing that is the creation of an endowment fund for the home. Uh, uh, and uh, we we have a figure in mind, but uh, we're not at the stage to make that public. And the idea is to create a reserve. So that those who come after us, insofar as council goes, don't need to constantly be working under the pressure of seeking funding, seeking donor funding to close that gap. Uh, insofar as our staff develop development goes, we continue to focus on developing our staff so that they give off the best. But most importantly, they run this place. We need them, we need them to develop as well right. as we grow this home. Additionally, insofar as infrastructure goes, we'd love to see a new children's home, which is an aging facility, and we have plans uh, to upgrade and to rebuild our children's home and increase the number of uh, kids because there's a crying need for, for such facilities. And, uh, you know, we have our ABH school for our children, and we're progressing quite nicely with that. So certainly we have some very significant plans. But obviously, significant plans take a lot of capital and they require judicious planning to make those plans uh, become more concrete, uh, just not merely dreams. Well, God bless you with all of that going forward, um, Mohil. And thank you very much for joining us uh, live on the official drive here. It's been an absolute pleasure to be here. Just the vibe and the atmosphere. I'm just soaking it up and totally loving it. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Mohil Bandulal, the president of the ABH Council. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lloyd. Much appreciated. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share the experience. Share.